0: We wanted to create a really safe space for people who are on the conscious path to have a carved out time to thoroughly examine their daily life and their patterns, habits, their inner child, um, their coping mechanisms, and their relationships, the relationships, not just to the people outside of themselves, the relationship to their self, the relationship to their higher self, the relationship to pain, the relationship to um, pleasure, their relationship to addiction, the relationship to all different kinds of th- consciousness, awareness, being present. And so we created a structure where you come into this beautiful community And we build, and it can only be done with the willingness of everybody that's a part of it. It really cannot happen with David and I just, you know, suggesting some topics to investigate within your life and and see how they work out. We really wanted to make this a direct experience. So when you come together, when we come together as a group, we actually have to speak out or you actually have to look at your life, really look at your life. And so I know there's a million other courses out there that you know, they take one topic and they'll drill you and it'll be just like school, just like exactly how you learn in every other class. We wanted to take it to the next level of human consciousness by actually integrating it into our everyday life and seeing the actualness of the concept within and the exact moment of when it's actually taking place. So it's not just like, oh, you have triggers in your life and patterns and habits and addictions. Well, woohoo! you know, the next step of that is that's what they are, not only labeling them or journaling about them, but actually in the now moment when you're about to grab for that addictive thing or that trigger or that pattern, or about to rage out, you look at yourself and you notice and you pay attention to your life in that very sacred now moment and you shine the light of awareness on it.
1: Welcome to A Conscious Way Forward, a podcast about healing, reimagining leadership and reinventing education. If you're a seeker, changemaker, or dreamer, you're in the right place. I'm your host, David K. Richards, and I'm on a mission to help individuals rise in consciousness and usher in a new paradigm of a more equitable and just global society. As an educator, founder and CEO, dadpreneur, coach, and ambassador for change, I share my conscious journey through real, raw, and relatable stories while engaging in conversations with a diverse group of guests. I discuss timeless wisdom teachings and how they've helped me navigate life, leadership, parenting, and heal my traumatic childhood wounds. If you're ready to come home to your soul's purpose, co-create a more equitable world, dream, act, and heal forward together, then please continue to listen. Hello everyone. We have a great episode for you today. We gathered the Inner Sangha community. And if you don't know what the Inner Sangha is, it's a community that's led by myself and Stacy Mihas Lewansky. And we gather weekly and for a year, or some people have been with us for upwards of two years, and we get together and we talk about these spiritual concepts and we hold a safe, loving space where you can be honest and be truthful with yourself and others. And we take the concepts and we embody them and apply them to our daily lives. And then we dialogue about how it's going and we support each other. And so this episode was extremely powerful because we opened up the space for our members and let them share what has transformed in their lives and how being together as a group and sharing as a like-minded community how powerful that is for your own transformation. And you'll hear directly from the people that experienced it. So some of us talk about this powerful concept of finding transformation through pain. So not avoiding pain, but leaning into the pain and seeing it as your greatest teacher. Being your own healer. How you can literally learn how to heal yourself through your own inner power. Breaking out of others' expectations. So You'll hear people talking about what it means to be sovereign and how you can lead your life as the highest version of yourself, following your own bliss, what Stacy and I call no gap living, or basically being free and following your intuition at each moment, listening to your body. So the body always tells you the truth. And you'll hear some of our members talk about how that's changed their life and how they've gotten really quite proficient at following the cues of their body. And then another important piece we talk about is finding your own voice. And one of the things we love to do in the inner Sangha is allow you to speak out loud the truth that's coming through you and share it with a safe, sacred group that's like-minded and becomes like your family. So anyway, I'd really recommend today's episode because I believe that it shares some really deep spiritual truths that I think will help you regardless of where you are on your journey and remind you of this boundless, endless, timeless energy that you really
2: are. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to reboot A Conscious Way Forward podcast after a little break with an exciting episode with the wonderful Inner Song community. Today, we're going to talk about what the Inner Song means to us, kind of a nice organic conversation about this wonderful community that we've been, been together in for, gosh, like over a year now, some, some of us even longer, like close to two years. But I always love to start with my wonderful co-creator, soul sister, Stacy, sharing what is the essence of the inner song and like, how did we even come up with this idea and how did it happen so that people can understand this is not your normal um, kind of group, a normal situation. It was, it, it happened in a very different way. Yeah. Right,
0: hi. Yep. It did. It actually did. Um, David and I had been friends uh, in another community, Dr. Shivali Sabari, you- on YouTube or whatever podcast you're watching listening in, to this on, you may have be familiar with her. Um, and so David and I made a connection in that group. We were doing some deep inner work, inner child work, shadow work, um, learning about awareness and essence. And we learned under the great Dr. Shivali Sabari. So we became friends with that. And then during when COVID hit, uh, that's when David and I collaborated and decided that we wanted to gather the leaders, we wanted to gather the humanitarians, the people that wanted to make a difference in this world and gather them together in support of whatever efforts they wanna do for humanity. Um, And we know that the most important thing for a person to do in order to proceed with the essence of what they want to create in life is to first have the love and support for themselves. Then then life becomes a lot easier Then life and your, your ambitions and what you desire and your relationships and everything just kind of falls into place once you have the support within and you know who you are. So David and I just wanted to create a very safe, intimate space. We've been leaders. David and I have been leaders running organizations for quite some time uh, as a consultant, coaching. Um, We've run massive organizations. And so we have a lot of experience. This is something we're so passionate about. So when we wanted to create this, we wanted to create a really safe space for people who are on the conscious path to have uh, a carved out time to thoroughly examine their daily life and their pat- patterns, habits, their inner child, um, their coping mechanisms and their relationships, The relationships, not just to the people outside of themselves, the relationship to their self, the relationship to their higher self, the relationship to pain, the relationship to um, pleasure, their relationship to addiction, their relationship to all different kinds of th- consciousness, awareness, being present And so we created a structure where you come into this beautiful community and we build and it can only be done with the willingness of everybody that's a part of it. It really cannot happen with David and I just, you know, suggesting some topics to investigate within your life and and see how they work out. We really wanted to make this a direct experience So when you come together, when we come together as a group, we actually have to speak out or you actually have to look at your life, really look at your life. And so I know there's a million other courses out there that you know they take one topic and they'll drill you and it'll be just like school, just like exactly how you learn in every other class. We wanted to take it to the next level of human consciousness by actually integrating it into our everyday life and seeing the actualness of the concept within the exact moment of when it's actually taking place. So it's not just like, oh, you have triggers in your life and patterns and habits and addictions. Well, woohoo, you know, the next step of that is that's what they are, not only labeling them or journaling about them, but actually in the now moment when you're about to grab for that addictive thing or that trigger or that pattern about to rage out, you look at yourself and you notice and you pay attention to your life in that very sacred now moment and you shine the light of awareness on it. And another thing we do that's different than other groups is we look from the lens of wholeness. We are already whole and complete and abundant. And most other courses and most of the things that you go into, it's you're working your way towards the highest self. But here in the inner Sangha, you are already your highest self. And so we look at things from the lens of the higher self. And then when you come back to that beautiful place, we'll keep pointing you. So David and I are kind of like your guides and your support. And so is everybody else in the community while you're investigating and inquiring these things within your own self. So we give you that time and space to explore. And then we point out direction and guidance onto ways that you can really cope with it and see this in your own life and transcend all the barriers that keep you from living in the now moment. So the inner sangha experience is all about the energies within you and outside of you. And what you'll find is they're all the same. How you handle someone outside of you and how you handle the patterns and habits within you are all the same. So we show you that energy that arises either needs love or is love. That's it in a nutshell. So we show that that We expand your conscious awareness through present moment awareness, through concepts, music, free flow writing, and direct experience and community love and support. And I'm honored that this group is a part of this. We've been together now for, and there's other members too. We have three cohorts, so three specific groups. And then after a year of being together, we all go into what is called the collective. So today you're witnessing most of the members of the collective, and we're very well, you know, free flowing with this group. So like if you have something else going on and you can't make it now on the majority of the time, everybody shows up because we like this kind of support. But for the most part, if you can't make it, nobody, everybody's wishing you well, it's not like school or any other kind of club or thing where you get looked down upon for not, you know, showing up it's you're, you're authentically showing up for yourself. And that's more of what we care about than just showing up for this. So
2: Thank you, Stacy, and I'm sure you can feel Stacy's energy. That's a very big part of the inner sangha, <laughs> feeling her energy, and she usually brings a lot of it to the to the group, which we appreciate, and it always enlivens us and gets us excited, and, and a lot of love from Stacy too. So, but I wanted to share. Um, we have about seven of us for those that you listening on audio, and I wanted to ask each person to to share a little bit about themselves, and then to answer one question, which is what is one piece of wisdom you might want to share with people listening. So one of the really cool things about the inner sangha is that we've been engaging in this what Stacy talked about, which is investigating our daily lives and supporting each other. And it's really quite a process. (laughs)
3: Like
2: it's a real process and it's exhilarating and terrifying all at the same time. And but a lot of us have learned along the way some really key points of wisdom that we're now called to share with others. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to do the podcast, because we feel like people in this group are serving others in their own way, shape, or form, every single one of them. And so I'd love to open it up. And I'll start with the wonderful, beautiful Nafsheen and ask you to start us out and tell us a little bit about yourself and what is a piece of wisdom you'd love to share with people listening to.
4: Hi, guys. It's been such an amazing, wonderful, beautiful journey being in this a sangha. And um, I I feel like it was one of the tools I needed to really come into my own to becoming. Um, So I um, am a speaker, a healer, an artist and a coach. And it's really enabled me to take my creativity and healing to the next level. So, which is is what I do. And a piece of wisdom that I would like to share is as I've gone through my journey, uh, we all struggle with not wanting pain in our life, but I've learned that pain is actually a beautiful companion because I've chosen to see it that way. And it's the thing that elevates me most. So I encourage you to fall in love with your pain, to hold its hand as a companion, to take it with you because it's going to elevate you and take you into a level of your life where you're not going to have known that you could reach. And I often use this analogy and I tell myself that sometimes when I feel like I'm in a dark place and I've been buried, I've actually been planted. So if you can take that with you, that would be wonderful. Thank you guys.
2: Thanks so much. That is really awesome advice. And I feel like that's what we talk about a lot in this, this group. All right, Alicia, the beautiful, amazing Alicia, what would you like to share?
5: Well, I was never off mute. Okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Alicia. Um, I'm a gardener and a homesteader and have been really struggling to find my way um, for a long time. Um, I was a teacher before I was a gardener (laughs) and I was an actress before that. And um, nothing really felt like enough. And um, I searched for such a long time for things outside of myself to feel whole and worthy and loved. Um, And the main thing that I've learned through the Inner Sangha is that everything that I need is within me, all of it. Um, I suffered from chronic pain for almost 15 years and the tools, I'm sorry, there's an airplane going by at my house. So maybe you can hear that, but the tools and the meditation tools, the support that I get from the inner Sangha, um, the way that my my mindset has shifted um, has really helped me to, control and manage that pain in ways that I was never able to before with doctors and medications and, you know, 10 hours of yoga a week and like (laughs) everything else outside of me. I was constantly looking for a new practitioner and a new body worker and a new thing that was going to help me feel better and learning that it's all right here. And I carry it with me everywhere I go is, has been the biggest gift. So that's probably the thing that I want to share the most with people it kind of goes along with what nap was saying about the pain, you know, going yeah. towards the pain and that there's freedom in that and you can heal yourself from it.
2: yeah, no, I feel like Alicia, whenever I ask you, you always say that you feel like you're your own healer, and that is literally so incredibly powerful for anybody listening to understand that it is all on the inside, and we have the power to heal ourselves. and I think all of us in this group understand that deeply because we've engaged in this work so deeply, like so deep, so intensely that yeah, it's really. Really helpful. Thanks so much, Alicia. All right, Linda, for those of you um, watching on the video, you'll see that Linda has a crown, and I'm not sure she'll share that story, but this is wise Linda, and love to hear what you have to share, Linda.
3: Oh, just got to get off mute there. First of all,
6: congratulations to all of us. It's I did not expect when I joined this group to have connected with people so strongly and so deeply. Um, My my name is Linda Burke and I am a coach, a podcaster, a bunch of stuff, (laughs) but um, many of which came about Based on the discussions that we had here, we share here. I think the inner sangha for me has really um, helped me understand how much of a journey we really are on. I've been on for how many years since childbirth, but I. Never had an opportunity to to be still with the journey and to really think about what it is I really need in my own life. Not so much what other people think I should do, what what my opinionated family members may have thought for me, but what what exactly is it that I want for myself? And there are so I've learned so much from these people here about being patient not only with myself, but with everyone else, which was always a challenge, a bit of a challenge for me. So I love my experience with the inner sangha. I want to prolong it. So next time, next next six months from now, when we're back together, please include me.
2: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You're always part of the inner sangha family, Linda, no problem. And I love what you said about really, we always talk about shining the spotlight on yourself. And a lot of us, as empaths and coaches and teachers, and you know, we're always mothers. We're always helping others. And one of the main things about the inner saga is really taking the time for yourself and shining the spotlight back on you, so that you can serve others from a full cup. So that's wonderful to hear, Linda. All right, Mary Jo, I I was thinking of one word when I was going to say Mary Jo. It's like the word is badassery. So we're just going to say the badassery uh, of Mary Jo. I'd love to hear what you have to say, Mary. Jo.
7: Okay, um, I guess a little introduction. Um, I guess I've been a teacher and a, a school administrator. I was a college instructor um, for about a decade, I guess. And um, through the inner sangha process and this work, um, I was able to, to see how I was um, harming myself, I guess, through my doing and constant um, go, go, go. And um, I think it was Martha Beck, you guys introduced us to way early on. And she said, if what you're doing isn't working, don't do it harder. <laughs> and That really right. st- stuck with me. Um, and I have to keep always remind myself of that. Um, so I guess that's my little piece of wisdom. And um, you know, also just pay attention to your body and what it's telling you through all my doing. I worked myself into um, some health issues at back surgery all these things. Um, but now (laughs) I feel like a completely different person, like hundred percent. And I have, um, thanks to these guys, um, started, started a school, which was my dream to do. And I would have never, ever jumped off the (laughs) ship to do that. So, um, yeah, that's me.
2: Thank you, Mary Jo. I know when we first met, we had, we were talking about education and and then we ended up in the Center of community together. And then you started school. So it's been really cool to watch your journey, your transformation. Thanks so much, MJ, as we like to call you. <laughs> and um, Julie, beautiful, beautiful Julie, what would you like to share?
8: Um, so, yeah, my name is Julie. And I i guess I would call myself a recovering nonprofit junkie. I worked in the nonprofit sector for almost 25 years. and Um, I got to a point where my desire to serve took over my ability to perceive joy in my own life, and um, when I came into the inner Sangha community, I was really at the beginning of a process of giving myself a really wide lane to experience joy for my own self and not follow. The prescription that I thought I needed to um, stay with. You know, I had two young kids and although a lot of things externally seemed to be going well in my life, I was really, really unhappy. And so coming into the space of the inner Sangha just gave me a sense of spaciousness about how to begin to explore within my own body. I think couple other people have talked about being in the body. And for me, that's super, super important because I have found that when I stay in my body, I cannot go wrong. It's when I allow myself to leave my body, when I go into some reaction or story that I make choices that are not for my own well-being. And so um, being in this group has really helped me in that regard. And another big piece, which I can talk about more later, is around creativity. And, you know, you experience the, the Stacy energy, the Stacy vibration, and it's very, very contagious. You're going to create something.
2: You're on Stacey. Yeah,
8: w- when you're in the Stacy field, you feel like you can do anything and accomplish anything. And so you know, people talk about borrowing beliefs from other people until they have that belief within themselves. And so I think a lot of people experience Stacy in that way that you just, there's there's like a bridge. She serves as the bridge until you're ready to do it on your own. So, and I'll talk about that more later, but that's kind of um, a big piece of wisdom is this idea of giving yourself permission to follow your own bliss in your life and knowing that it's it's not going to be the same for you as it is for anybody else in the inner Sangha. And that's a beautiful thing about it is that we all have this unique path that we're on. And I think we all spend a lot of time in our lives trying to be like everybody else and to conform. And this group is really about saying, uh-uh-uh, that's, that's not the way we're ever gonna have a sense of purpose and meaning in our lives.
2: All right. Thank you, Julian. And you've given us a little foreshadow. So now we're excited to hear what you're going to share about later and i am too so i can't wait to hear that later all right well thank you now at least we know who's in the room the the virtual room who we're talking with and i'd love to open up a question and just kind of let anybody jump in and answer is one of the big things about the inner saga that, that stacy and i envisioned from the beginning and it was all kind of intuitively guided this whole entire experience just kind of came through us and it was funny because the same things were coming through us at the same time and she's in chicago and I'm in california but yeah, we'd be messaging and talking, and be like, "Oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what I, you know." It's like, okay, this is really um, being guided. But the thing that really was clear to us is helping people shine a spotlight on themselves, and also, like Julie was alluding to, really finding their own sovereignty and coming back home to your true nature, to your expansive, sovereign, free, boundless self. And so, I'd love to hear, as and some of you mentioned it in your introductions, you know, as we've gone through this process together for a year, a year and a half for some of you, what is, um, you know, how has this community supported you in growing into your wings or being more sovereign? Love to hear how you guys have experienced that.
6: Wow. Oh, sorry, Napshin, you go for... Okay. No, go ahead, Linda, you're good, you're good. Okay. okay. I have to say that a group of people who are, not related, never met, not connected in any way. I never expected to be as connected with you guys as I feel. I mean, when I see you guys post something on Facebook, I'm like, oh, great. I I stop and read it as opposed to other people who I don't read. <laughs> um but it's it's amazing to me how you can feel close to people you I, I've never been in the same room with any of you yet the connection the discussion the openness the relationships that we built I trust almost more than anyone else my family knows you guys they're like oh it's inner song oh okay we'll be quiet we'll let you go never mind mom i'm like yeah i think i think through my connection with and my work with you guys i've earned the crown oh
2: yeah you gotta tell us the crown story that I'm
6: wearing. Thank you, Nafshin. I was participating with another group and talking about some things about illness and and my own challenge. I happen to have be diagnosed with MS and I happen to use a wheelchair. So often there are take times when I feel very, um, discounted. I don't feel as strong as I should be. And I don't feel as valued even by myself as I should be. So we were talking about this and sharing in the group. And one of the people in the group said to me, I don't know what you're talking about. You are a queen <laughs> and I'm like I'm a queen and she's like yes and you your uh, wheelchair is a throne <laughs> that's how and so when I told the I told this story in the group and one of this wonderful group member I've seen sent me the most glorious crown My family laughs about it every day because I do have it on my desk. I have the um, uh, queen, uh, um, I forget what I call it, but there is a bumper sticker that she sent me that has queen on the back that's on the back of my chair. Everybody like, okay, Queen, <laughs> queen linda we got
3: it <laughs> i love thank it thank
6: you so without nafshee i would not have that memory
2: well and it really does sum up the question i asked which is like your own sovereignty and your boundless essence your true nature it's like you're a queen that's who you are Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we see that and I'm that's why i trying
6: one of the to prove things. it every day
2: <laughs> well, and what happens in this group is we really do see your highest, the highest version of you. Stacy and I see it when we first meet you. And then as we get to know each other as the group, we just, it's just that's just what we see. And the vibration's so high that we we don't see maybe some of the the stories in your own mind. We just see like the infinite potential that you have. That's what's amazing about the
6: group. Mm. That's a that's a great
2: way to put that, Dave. Yeah. Thank you, Linda. Okay, Nafshin, what were you going to share?
4: So I guess I have to say a little bit about this because um, I feel like when you help somebody else reach their sovereignty, you get to reach it for yourself too. So the limitations that we worked on helping Linda overcome, I get to reflect that back on myself too, because I struggle with like weight and body image and all those things. So it's a, uh, it's a, um, a cyclical effect with one another, I guess.
7: Yes.
4: So, um, you know, as I, I knew that this week was going to be about the podcast, and yesterday I was thinking, like, there's so much value I've gotten from this. I'm a completely different person. What am I going to share? And yesterday I got to witness a little miracle unfold in my life, which is a direct experience that comes from the inner sangha. So I'm going to share that that tiny little story. I'll try to make it as short as possible. Um, I'm, you know, for those who don't know, like I've been on a weight loss journey and I'm currently working on this challenge. It's called 75 hard. And we have to do a certain amount of activity a day. And I had to do two workouts and I'm on day 24 and down 11 pounds, which is like fantastic for me at this moment. And yesterday as I was doing my workout, I went to pick up one of my weights and my leg totally gave out. And I had like a insane shooting pain in my right quad and it put me to the ground. And I was like, like I was literally seeing stars. I didn't, I didn't know how I got off the floor, but my leg was hurting so much and I still had to go for my walk. And the point of this challenge is that You don't let your mind come in the way within reason. So I could still walk and it wasn't hurting as much when I walked. But while I was going to the park to do my second workout, I got through the first workout even after the pain because it was upper body. So I just did weights with my upper body. And as I was driving to the park, my mind started going. And it's like, oh my God, you need x-rays. How are you going to finish your challenge? What if there's a tear and you need surgery and all these things? And then I was like, hold on, shut up over here please just just shut up okay so first of all you can still walk if it was a tear you wouldn't have been able to walk as far as your challenge goes if you cannot walk what can you do to complete it well there's a gym with a pool I'll go swimming and then I just let go of every resistance and I'm like there's nothing wrong that's happened here my body's probably just tired and it's asking me to love itself there's literally nothing else that is going on here. There's there's no danger, there's no pain. And it took me three times as long to get my walk done that I normally would, but I did it and I came home and I meditated and I gave my body some love. And I was like, in the morning when I wake up, my leg is gonna be fine. Sure enough, it was. So this is literally a direct experience of watching your mind when it's going down the rabbit hole and catching it, which is what the Sangha has taught me. And even though it's like a small experience, I can literally and all of you listening can literally apply this to every single area of your life it's really we're we're in control of those thoughts when anything dramatic devastating happens in our life because we want to go on the other side but on the side that is present pure and sovereign there's the path of least resistance that's going to get you to wherever you need to go to because what the the only thing that i've like like that i've embodied within myself is that every difficult experience is just calling you to love yourself deeper and that's all that you need there's nothing else that you need beyond that you are the lover you are the beloved you are the healer you are the healed that that that's it so i just wanted to share that that that, that's what the sangha has given me that's like this one of the tiniest things which is actually (laughs) the most important thing i can't even there's i can probably write a book on how i've evolved from beginning to end but like if this was the old me i would have still been in pain panicking and going to the hospital and getting all my lab work done for a like zero reason but all i did was check in with myself take care of myself go to sleep without pain and resistance and i already had a solution for the problem if if there was going to be a problem so um i just i'm so 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 grateful from my inner evolution because i feel like it's finally manifesting on my physical appearance so which is um a lifetime of work that has that has happened in like a matter of two or three years so thank you guys so much
2: wow it's perfect timing so you could come and tell that story today i love it i love it i love it i love it wow and like you said it's like the little thing that's actually humongous. <laughs> really And we definitely talk about you know that you're mastering your mind and the mind is your servant instead of the other way around that's like a big big concept and i think the important thing to to also remind everyone is that a lot of these concepts are like really simple to say out loud right (laughs) but embodying them and practicing them in the group together is really the magic that i think we we
6: co-created here
4: it sounds simple when we say it but the work That's taken to get here is is very in depth and intense. But on the other side, it's peace and magic. So why wouldn't you want it?
2: (laughs) (laughs) And you get to get support on the way. Like we can't do this alone. Well, we can, but it's much harder. (laughs) Anyone else want to share about sovereignty or growing
3: your wings? You know, just some small things like being sovereign in your life and flying around. I
8: can can share. So when when we first started earlier today, I had a, a memory flash, and that was when I first joined the Inner Sangha, and we were given this assignment to share about ourselves with the group. And I was terrified, absolutely terrified. And I remember both David and Stacy saying something about, you know, it might be uncomfortable, but share, you know, at your growth edge. And I have been historically very, very uncomfortable with speaking my voice. That's a huge theme in my life. And, you know, I went to Toastmasters for a long time to try to get over it. And it helped a little bit, but I still my voice quivers when i speak in front of other people and so i thought okay i could i could write something in the chat i can't even remember what you know format we were using i thought i could write something but to really really push myself i'm going to speak into the microphone and so i did a voice memo and at that time It was the middle of COVID and I was at home with my kids. They were doing virtual school. They were driving me absolutely crazy. I had quit my job. I had no idea what I was doing, but for some reason I had this clarity that when I recorded my message, I needed to include some of my poetry. And I I think I would just written a few poems at that time. And it was really an outlet. I remember I wrote a poem right after George Floyd when there was so much universal energy that was just overflowing. And I felt like I couldn't keep quiet within myself anymore. But I included this poem and afterward, and and I just literally hit send before I could, you know, think another thought about it. And it wasn't too long after that, that I had a flash of clarity that what I really wanted to do with my life was right. And I remember I had a phone call, I think with Stacy, and I don't know how this came up, but you started calling me the word goddess, or maybe I got a, I got a domain name that was like, I don't know, wordgoddess.net or something like that. I think it was
2: a co- So we, part of the inner song is we do a coaching session. And we usually do two to one, but that time Stacy did it with you without me. Anyway, I think it was during that coaching session, right? Stacey? Does that sound yeah. right
0: Yeah. Julie, you said you said, "I, I think I want to be called the word goddess." I said, "Well, let's get the domain. Let's go, you know, And you looked it up. you're like, "It's only 14 dollars. I'm like, "Get it!" <laughs> you know?
8: And I think you did. I think you got it. I did. Yeah. I did. I absolutely did. And it was just, it was like so far out of my realm of conscious thinking, but there was something about that conversation and the energy that you brought to it that made me think, okay, what do I have to lose? I'm going to do this. And so that was kind of the beginning of this journey that I've been on around my own writing and my own voice And so now I have a freelance writing business and it's growing slowly but surely. And the projects that I have an opportunity to work on are so deeply satisfying to me in a way that I never imagined would be possible. And Stacey and David also talk a lot about no gap living. And I remember when. And full disclosure, David is my husband. So when, when we were at the beginning of COVID and David and Stacy were doing Facebook lives and all this stuff, and they were talking about, you know, following your intuition every single moment of the day. And I was like, these people are, they're totally crazy. And I don't, I, I, I'm just, I'm not sure what planet my husband is on. He's like in our little tiny bedroom recording stuff. And I'm like out here trying to figure out what's going on in the world. Let's get with the program here. And so, but I learned to just kind of stay, stay quiet. And slowly but surely I started to get on the David and Stacy inner Sangha train. And here we are two years later. And I can really see how this idea of following your bliss, following your intuition, no gap living, it, it's it's this thing about worthiness that I deserve to do what makes me happy and what I'm discovering is that when I do what makes me happy that is my highest form of service to the world which you know for a long time I didn't I didn't put two and two together in that way I thought I had to follow this prescription about service and so um it I believe one of your one
2: of your most popular poems said um F the instruction manual I remember that oh yeah oh yeah i probably
8: have it here it's called on instruction manuals yeah um and so so anyway so that it's just been such a beautiful thing and there's a quality to the community uh of the narsanga that just feels so supportive and nourishing and non-judgmental in ways that i i hadn't experienced before so I think that's kind of the gist. But yeah, and the the creativity piece, because for me, I equate purpose with creativity and um, creativity is like a portal back to myself. And um, so so I am very, very grateful. And look at that, I'm using my voice (laughs) in this group. In a way that I wasn't confident to do before.
3: Pretty amazing.
2: So, we can move into kind of like
3: me
5: asking
2: questions into more just like an organic conversation. So, we're going to move from like panel to an organic organic conversation. Awesome. Go, Alicia.
5: Okay. Um, The thing I want to say, um, it's all kind of tied into everything else, but one of the big things that I learned through the Inner Sangha was the impact that my self talk and my beliefs have on my reality. And I think I spent most of my life just thinking that life was happening to me and I was a victim of life and I was always trying to find reasons why I couldn't do X, Y, or Z or be X, Y, or Z, or step into the person that I like dreamed of being and wanted to be deep inside. I was too scared to say out loud or even like even dream it anymore, you know? Um, but I didn't know how to like that, that self-talk didn't come naturally to me. So like, I, I understood the concept, like once I got on board with the concept that like, okay, the thoughts going through my head are pretty negative, right? Like one of our first things we did in the Inner Sangha was just watching your thoughts, just watch your thoughts. And when you get off track, when you end up like down the rabbit hole with baby Jessica or, you know, way off, like you're, you're driving the car. And then now you're over here having a conversation, you know, with somebody from four weeks ago and reimagining it, you know, and all of this. Um, I started to, you know, catch myself and realize how negative my thoughts really were and how that was playing out in my life. And that I really was creating my reality and I was doing it with all of this negative self-talk. And so i knew that i had to change that but i didn't know how and it didn't come naturally to me i didn't have like that inner voice that inner mom comforting voice you know my mom did not have that kind of a voice um so we were talking a little bit earlier about like you know stacy's energy and how motivating she is and um hearing her voice hearing david's voice hearing everyone else's voice in the inner sangha Like when you come here and you start to share these really vulnerable parts of yourself, it makes everyone else feel more comfortable to be more vulnerable. That's like in the beginning phases, right? We're way past that now, but, and now that we can be so vulnerable with each other, it's like, you guys catch me, you know, if I'm sharing something, you catch me. Like, this is the the self-talk that I hear. This is the language that I'm using. Why, Why don't we shift that? And so now in my daily life, when I'm on my own, my self-talk is much more improved. It's positive. I catch myself in those moments. Like I hear, you know, Stacy's voice or David's voice or, you know, Julie's voice or anyone like, like uh, Nafshin and I just last week had an incredible conversation around body image and self-worth and just that conversation and the time that we spent sharing together and like hearing the, her words, you know, the words that I wanted to hear in myself come out of her mouth, they became mine. And then my, like, I became a different person. Like I took like, like photos of myself, you know, <laughs> like I'm beautiful now. I don't have to change because I'm beautiful now. And so just the, the positive, the change in the self-talk, you know, the positivity around that and really seeing it play out in my life that like things are different in my life now through that process. And so being in community with the inner Sangha has, you know, done so much for me, but changed my reality, my day-to-day reality, just through the thoughts that I'm thinking and the way that I think them. I love you guys.
3: (laughs) Thank you, Alicia. Can I say something? <laughs> Go for it. Yes,
2: absolutely.
7: <laughs> Piggyback on the, the vulnerability talk a little bit. Um, I, I spent my entire life super guarded. And like Julie, when I first started, was so nervous. Um, and then, then I just told myself, you know what? These are strangers, basically, at that point. Everybody, you know, we're strangers. And I began to get a little more vulnerable and a little more vulnerable. And I remember towards the beginning, um, I don't even, I don't even know what we were talking about. But I like started feeling myself choking up, like I was going to cry. And I, I'm not a cryer. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is scary. <laughs> this doesn't feel right. But um, I think it was just the first time I had really felt like I could be vulnerable and um, in that way. And it was. It was life-changing, I guess I could say. So I just wanted to share that.
3: Thank you. You guys
2: know as a teacher for a long time and they're just thinking that as teachers teacher it's called wait time, you know MJ <laughs> and Alicia. I can say her forever, but yeah, whatever you'd like to, <laughs> whatever you'd like to share, just let it flow. The, one of the things about the inner song that really critical to share is that we don't have a lot of rules. It's very much like um, the first, the mantra for the first cohort was F A F free as F. <laughs> and we really have maintained that meaning that obviously we're respectful and we're, and all that because we just end up attracting these amazing people in the group but there's not like all these rules and structures and it's like be free express yourself be creative and we're going to hold you and let's see what comes out and it's just an amazing thing to happen so in the spirit of that just whatever's coming out to share now
0: i just want to say this is stacy as a witness of this experience and actually doing the work at the same time this inner work and looking at my at myself while we're supporting others it's so cool to see how we each process stuff process information one thing that bothers you might not bother me so it's like i can see beyond what you're what you're experiencing because you're in the in the rut Um, Or when I'm in the rut and, and you're not, you guys are able to see and help me. And so it's just so beautiful. What's so cool about being in a very intimate group is that you can witness how other people heal, how other people process information. And that's where you accelerate in your expansive conscious growth because you're able to feel safe. First, you have to feel safe. And we've built that and we build that. That's the most important thing to David and I, that you know that this is a literal no judgment zone. And if you do have judgments, totally cool. Just check yourself. You know what I mean? Just don't bring it. Check yourself because this is all about harmony, harmony with each other and being our own unique sovereign selves. So that's really what we wanted to bring to the table. So part of the acceleration of the growth is to honor people where they're at and their beliefs, and the way that they speak, no matter if you agree or not, we don't, there's something magical about this inner sangha experience, because when someone's saying something that I'm totally like, no, I'm not for that at all, it doesn't bother me, because I know that each person has their own guidance system within them, that, that, you know, I'm not going to agree with everything, because there is this innate resonance that we all have, that's been innately put within us. I always talk about this, like, you know, I have a thing with pop tarts and someone else might have a thing with Twinkies. And then the next person might say they want their green juice. And that's an innate resonance that was put in. So what we try to uncover is this inner resonance within each of us. And some of the things that I don't agree with or uh, whatever, but I know that that's from someone else's inner resonance. It's it clicks with them. So there's an opening here. There's an understanding. We have, and when you become so vulnerable with your own life and your own experience, and you actually do the inner work, there's a level of compassion and no judgment that hits you. That's where you learn no judgment, and the judgment detox happens when you yourself are doing the work. When you yourself are doing the inner work and really changing. You have such compassion for yourself that when the other's speaking, you just have a natural compassion because you know, shoot, if I was in their shoes, I'd do the same thing. If I was in their same family, same shoes, same upbringing, same nature, nurture, love, coping skills, that's what I would do. And so it's just, I've really witnessed how beautiful it is to process things and to see our level of growth and to see our blind spots and to help each other. And we do so in a way that's like finally a functioning, functional family. You know, and we're just trying to, it wasn't like trying to create this. This is naturally what occurs when you have, when you shine the spotlight on yourself in a really serious way, when you're willing to look at your, the things that you're most embarrassed about, and you can actually speak them out loud, a transformation takes place. A literal transformation takes place. And it's so beautiful to witness and there's been a million times that david and i will be texting each other in between like i have the chills like i can die now like this is surreal this is i've dreamed of being around the realest most raw people my whole life trying to get to that level of realness and sovereignty and truth like what is you're you're angry today what's behind that is there pain behind that and sadness i want to know about it i care so much So this is just an opportunity for the people that care about people to come together and just care, just love people and care and be kind and show up. And then when we can't show up, we respect you. We honor you, that's okay. You can do what you need to do to take care of yourself. We honor, literally honor that. We want you to be that. We want you to honor your family first or whatever needs to get done first. And so, um, but then we'll always redirect you back to yourself. So it's been an honor to be a part of this really. Even though it seems like I created it, it's a, a we created, David and I created that, this is a co-creation. There is no way this can happen on this level without the willingness and the resonance within you that came alive, the seed came alive because it was already within you. And so for anybody listening to this, that that really is looking for that level of dedication and support, this is the group to do it because if we're aligned, because it's it's, um, six months, it's not two days or two weeks. It takes time to see yourself. It takes time to, there's layers that uncover. It's like, oh man, you think you got one layer and then all of a sudden something else pops up. It just does. You think you've healed it. And so you need, we need to get back to connection and support. That's what's happening in our world. We've, we've disconnected from everybody instead of loving everybody. Everybody is the same. We're all the same. So we're just kind of, organically creating this, this sort of utopia.
2: <laughs> Our exactly. <own> little bubble. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's one of the things we talk about all the time is that we're really co creating a new paradigm. This, this is like a whole new way of living. And on that note, I'd love to hear from any of you. What do you feel about? We talk about intuition a lot and like Julie mentioned, no gap living. And Stacey has all these great phrases that we use. And, you know, we'll talk about baby Jessica and the pool noodle, <laughs> so many cool, like Stacey but one of them is no gap living, which is the idea that you're really following your intuition and not getting too bogged down in your logical mind. And you're just got going, going through with it. So it's really like tuning into your feminine energy of intuition and then acting with your masculine energy on the, on the message you're receiving. But I just love to hear if, anyone, hear if anyone would like to share, you know, like, do you trust yourself more? Have, have you had experiences where you're, cause I know in the first few months we're together my answer usually because we do voice messages back and forth and usually my answer is well what does your intuition say or what do you think like trying to um kind of re you know redo this whole notion that like the teacher is above and you ask for the teacher or the dad or the mom for advice it's like well what do you think is the best way for and like what is your intuition telling you so I love hearing anything about that
3: I can go. <laughs> that works. Um, I
7: think the biggest thing I, I've learned probably from Inner Sangha is to trust your intuition. And that, you know, if your mind is telling you one thing, but your, de- your body is telling you another, go with your body. Like just follow your intuition. Um, since I've started living that way, I, I can't even explain all the doors that I've opened and just the flow in my life um, since that
3: uh,
5: yeah. So thank you. Yeah. I'll say that, um, just like MJ, the, I don't, I always had intuition, but I never trusted it before. I mean, that was really what it was, you know,
2: I'm saying a lot Um, of head nodding for the people on audio. (laughs) I got got a (laughs) lot of head (laughs)
5: nods. Yeah. Like you get these little tugs and then you're like, you know you've learned how to explain those away your entire life right you learned that from your from your parents right how they explained away feelings that you had as a child um and so you know oh you're just being sensitive or you know whatever the story is that was built around the feelings that you had the very real feelings and intuition that you have just from being a human because it is just a gift that you get for being human <laughs> Um, and shoving that all down and ignoring it, it just became like this ball of garbage inside of me, you know, just a black hole where I stuffed every negative feeling and every pain and every shame. And, you know, it all just kind of lives in this darkness inside of you. And when you start actually, actually following your intuition, you like all these synchronicities and all of these things start opening up in your life. And like, that's where like the magic really starts to happen too. And so like, there's this aspect of like, okay, I can understand that like scientifically, my brain is going to function differently if I use different words and if it believes different things, like I can get behind that. But when I start to get into this whole idea of like God and consciousness and all of this, you know, that was a really scary place for me to look because religion had done its damage on me. And you know, anything that was telling me that there was like something out there that's like all knowing and you know, judging me or whatever, then it never worked. <laughs> but when you actually start to see magic happening in your own life, in your daily life, just from following your your gut feeling, um, like how can it not be God? How can it not be just the sheer magic of, of the universe? You know Uh, it really just opens up your, your mind and your heart to this idea of infinite possibilities because you know, in the old way where I was like avoiding all of those, you know, intuitive thoughts and shoving them down then it would just result in, as Stacy would say, shit piles, right? <laughs> you just get more shit piles down the road. And then that just reinforced my belief that like life was just doing it to me, you know, that I was just a victim of life. Um, so it all comes back around. But really just the the idea that there is magic in the world and that you have access to, to it through this vessel. Um, just... <laughs> Like, is there anything better? You get to carry it around with you everywhere. You have access to it at any time, you know, like things that I thought I can only get from like, you know, plant medicine or, you know, sleeping (laughs) (laughs) is actually here in the waking world. You know, the, the dream is, is here. So yeah, that's, that's the thing that I've learned about my intuition. That's awesome. So and I'm it's just, so funny.
2: Go ahead, Notchene, but really quickly, Notchene. So I just saw this. It's a little um, little thing. When we did the first inner Intersaga, Stacey made little um, like blackboard pictures or whatever, so little, little. I don't know what you call it, but mine says, I can see the magic and bring it to life. And Julie says, harmony is within. So all of us in the first cohort got one of these really beautiful um, little boards. So as I s- heard you saying that, Alicia, I, in the corner of my eye, I saw this at the same time. Nice little synchronicity. Sorry,
4: Narshi, go ahead. That's okay. I I wanted to back off a little what Alicia said, and then I had two things that came up for me that were really transformative. So about intuition and religion and mentioning about God, you know, we all through this process realize that we are all an extension of God, right? And lately, as I've been unfolding and reading this book, Dying to Be Me by Anita Murjani, she talks about how like God is... We're all an expression of God and whatever energy God is, is wanting to express itself through us. And if it's wanting to express itself through us, we have no right but to love ourselves because that's the only way that we can express and that all guess ties into intuition. But a couple of things that came up for me that have been very transformative is um, when triggers come, we often want to do whatever we can to escape the pain and not feel the trigger. As I've gone and evolved through this journey, I fell in love with my triggers because that just means there's a part of me that needs to heal. And when I learn to heal that, I can use that to heal others, which is what I'm here to do. So when the trigger comes now, I'm like, oh my God, this is happening. I'm like, uncomfortable. Like, why am I uncomfortable? Let me go to my inner child and find out why what she needs right now. So it's like, it's like this little game that I've, you know, created within myself. That's like, okay, it's a one more thing that you get to unfold because once we, because we feel like, okay, once you're there, then what? But but you're never there. There's always something to unfold and learn and grow about yourself. And the other thing when David was talking about that we just hold each other in the inner sangha, um, this is vulnerable, so full transparency. Um, You know, having come from a, a background of molestation and a lot of failed relationships and a lot of obesity and all that, Like I felt like I've never been held physically in the way that I wanted to be by maybe a romantic partner or whatever. But um, I realized, and I've been struggling so hard to let go of the weight. And the weight has been a, a, a whole thing to protect me from my childhood because of the molestation. But as I have gone through, especially these last few months of trying to let go of the weight and it hasn't gone and I've continued to work on myself, I realized that because my need, my physical need was to be held and I had no person to hold me, my body was doing that for me. But I no longer need that. My body doesn't need to hold me. I get to energetically hold myself from within. And I wouldn't have been able to get to this place had I not been open to all the triggers that kept coming. So for those people who are listening who have body image issues or any you know, physical limitations or who have physical needs that you want from the outside, once you like give yourself everything that you need to give from the inside, from the outside, it will automatically come, but then you won't even actually need it. So this this has been this really huge battle within myself. And I, and I really want, I, I don't know if I've laid it across in the simplest ways possible, but if you're having issues with your body not cooperating with you, give yourself emotionally, mentally, spiritually, everything you need from within and your body will cooperate. This is what, what I wanted to lay across. So thank you.
3: That
2: is wow that's that's beautiful and profound. And thanks for being so honest and vulnerable with us. It was one thing to, to do it in the group when it's just the group, but now you're doing what others listening. So uh, yeah, and
4: it. I was like crap, everybody's going to hear this, but I'm like <laughs> maybe maybe I'm ready to put it out there and maybe I yes. to hear this.
2: Well something's gonna happen as a result like something's gonna be there's gonna be some movement you know right. this mm-hmm. from sharing it out loud. and that's one of the things that Stacey reminds us of regularly is when you I mean, the the voice thing has come up with a few of you, but when you can express your voice out loud and get that clearing of the voice and throat chakra, usually there's some healing that starts to come with that, which is really beautiful to watch.
4: I'm really working on my authentic self-expression because I felt like even as a speaker, I haven't been my true self. And I'm really working on doing that even in my TikTok video. So it's coming out. (laughs) nice you
0: feel it nafshin you um, you expressed it so beautifully exactly what it is when the triggers are there and we don't welcome it it's hard to see everything else in our life it's hard to implement things it's hard to function it's just so really welcoming the triggers is the it's the pinnacle it's the absolute point through which you really bust into your sovereign self. It's like, that is the point where you're like, I'm ready to see the full gamut of life, not just the pleasure and the bliss. I'm ready to see everything because inevitably life's going to show us the pain. So what do we do with this pain? And in the in the Eastern culture, it's totally pain is totally a portal, totally accepted as a portal. It's embedded in in the Eastern culture to embrace pain. But in the West, in where we where we're from, it's not embraced. It's numbed out. It's you know pills and it's addiction and it's it's uh, everything but to actually feel. And so when we actually feel our feelings. The outer just matches that, like everybody's been saying. It just does, and we can't believe it because we think we have to do all this stuff, but it's taking care of the inside first. That the outside manifests, and so thank you for clearly expressing that. Naf, um, I've I've witnessed that, and then so speaking up. What I wanted to say about speaking up, it's an energetic release. And you could do this in your own house if you're listening to this and you just want to speak it out loud, whatever you're going through. But when you speak with people, it has to be people you trust An energetic release happens. And I've seen it a million times with my, with my, our soul clients and our soul family here. Like just, you speak it and then I see this lightness of the face, something literally lifts. And with that lifting comes space for intuition and, and, and guidance to come right through and help you. In that very minute, we'll give you every single thing you need. And all we ever needed to do was to trust that. And, and here we are.
2: Awesome. I just want to check in with Julia and Linda. We haven't heard from you for a while. Is there anything you'd like to share?
6: Well, I just want to add that if whoever has very um, uh, a very aggressive parent, uh which i can say 100% i had one very aggressive parent and one very chilled out parent and i never quite understood what brought them together other than to create you know me and my brothers and sister but um it's been a real interesting journey because I would I learned a lot about my mother, I will say, uh, from this group. Um, my mother is a very aggressive, assertive, opinionated woman uh, and a very old school parent. And, which is, now I laugh at, well, yes, I'm a parenting coach now. That may be part of why. Uh, because I, she, she, even to this day, doesn't understand, doesn't accept what I do. And I used to be very, very emotional about that. Until I worked with you guys. And it was like, you're accepting what I do like gravity. I mean, it's just, okay, that's what you're doing. Very good. And it was uh, when i go and call my mother, she'd have some crazy thing negative to say about it. But then I got I learned from all of you how to accept what she believes and not have to respond. Be okay with that because it is what it is. Accept what is and keep moving. And that that's one thing I have totally learned from this group. Accept what is and keep moving. Love it, love it. <laughs>
5: okay, I'm jumping in after that.
6: Great.
5: Um. Okay, so you talked about parents, Linda. I want to talk about partners.
6: Okay.
5: Um, I've shared in the group. Um, you know, before I was in the Inner sangha, there were some challenges in my marriage and. Um, You know, we were having a lot of communication issues and I think both of us were doing this thing that most people do, which is pointing the finger and wanting the other person to change. You know, why won't you change? Why won't you just do what I ask? Why won't, why aren't you just X? Why aren't you this? But Blah, blah, blah. And th- that comes down to judgment, right? And it, with our partners, it's, it's a little bit more intense because you're living with them. It's all the time, right? But it's the same kind of attitude, like judgment in the other person that they're wrong in some way and that they're the ones that need to change. My mother is wrong. she's the one that needs to change. My friend is wrong. She's the one that needs to change, right? The teacher is wrong. They're the ones that need to change. But through the inner sangha, what I learned is every judgment that I have is actually a mirror and a reflection of myself. One. So every judgment, every time I point the finger at someone else, it's actually that thing is something in myself that I don't like or that I'm afraid to look at. Once that shift was made, I started looking at my relationship with my partner a little bit differently. (laughs) Right? Oh, we're a mirror of each other. Holy shit. I play a part in this, I play a really important part. (laughs) And the other thing, the last piece of it is when you first start off on this path and you start to learn all of these incredible things, it feels like you've like won the lottery and you've like learned some kind of secret, you know, like the secret that was kept from humanity or something. And you're like, why doesn't everybody know this? Everyone should know this. And you just wanna like share it. it is just, it transforms your life and it transforms how you interact within your life and how you feel about yourself and everything. It just changes everything. And you want to like spread it and you want other people to change still. And you there's this learning process that happens where you realize that you cannot change anyone else, but you can change yourself. And that is enough through changing yourself, through these awareness practices, through meditation, you know, through all of these tools, the, the relationships, because they are a mirror of you, they start to change too. So it was like, instead of pointing the finger and being like, he needs to change. It's like, oh, these are the ways I need to change. And once I started changing, he started changing or my perception of him, you know, whatever, something changed. And now our relationship is completely different than where it was two years ago. And I am so grateful for the Inner Songer for that. Like in a lot of ways, I think that it saved my marriage, um, and just made me so more, so much more excited about the partner that I chose, and understanding him on such a deeper level, and myself on such a deeper level, um, and knowing why I chose him as a partner. <laughs> and um, I'm just so grateful for that knowing and that that knowledge now, because it filters out in everything, right? Now then I did it with my parents and then I do it with my friend. It's like then you just you the judgments start to f- sort of fall away because you have more compassion and you can you just under you can understand people a lot better. Then you also is you have one, you're like, oh, it's actually this guy. <laughs> Time to sit and quiet with this one. <laughs> so. Another piece of wisdom that has changed my life. Thank you guys.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. We've seen, we've witnessed so many relationships evolving and changing. And like you said, as you do the work on yourself, it's like those people start leaving your movie or they start showing up differently in the movie or whatever. Maybe it's so profound. Well, okay. So we're going to wrap up, but I wanted to just hear if anybody wanted to share any last kind of words of wisdom or anything they just wanted to share as we close out. And I'll open
8: up now. I'll say one quick thing, and that is, I love it that this is a non-hierarchical community. And it has helped me kind of redefine um, what community looks like, because I've been part of a lot of communities that are very hierarchical, patriarchal, sexist, the institutions. And from the beginning, and you can't have true safety when you're in these kind of situations where there is a hierarchy. And so I I applaud and I, I just feel grateful to be part of a group where I don't feel like anyone is up on a pedestal. We're all, we're all real human beings who are doing the human struggle, you know, in spirit bodies. And so, um, that, that really helped me let down my guard and feel like I could enter into the community in a, in a more present way.
3: All oh, right, except, yes, Linda is the queen. That's the only. <laughs> <laughs> Any other closing words?
2: All right well thank you this has been long overdue and i'm glad we did it and you guys are all amazing of course and uh we will we'll end here thank you everyone have a great day
3: thank you so much
1: for listening i wanted just to close by sharing a little bit more about the inner sangha which is a six-month mastermind facilitated by myself and stacy mihas and we bring curiosity and introspection to people like you together in an intimate community that's all about getting real, raw, and vulnerable. We have daily interaction that includes discussion, reflection, and accountability practices designed to help you go deep within yourself. And the Inner Sangha teaches you to embody the practices and the concepts of conscious living amidst the real ups and downs of daily life that we all know so well. So if you yearn for a deeper experience in community with others who can help you take your gifts to the next level of service, the inner Sangha is definitely for you. Participating in this immersive experience will connect you to your innate wisdom, help you break out of old patterns that no longer serve you, give you the freedom to discover your unique gifts, and foster greater clarity and ease. So reach out to us if you have more questions or need any more information. Thank you.